Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Amanda. And welcome to No, no More Pie, a podcast about setting boundaries, forming friendships, defining your career, and learning to make change and love your life. Why No More Pie? We both were at points in our career where it just felt like the reward was just more work, making it feel like a pieing contest where the reward was more pie. Now, Our podcast will talk a lot about career and what is it like to be a young female, especially in leadership role. But just like work isn't who we are wholly, that's not what the podcast is going to be about. We're also going to talk about forming friendships and being able to make sure that you enjoy the life that you have. And we're really hoping to have conversations about what it really means to be in the last year of your 20s, but also really redefining what it means to be at at any age and any stage of life really change the narrative to that you make it yourself and you define what you should be doing and at the end of each episode we're going to leave you with our hottie hot takes where we talk about a random topic that comes to our mind and just really say like this is the way i feel about it and we'll discuss it and we'll also ensure um, that our followers, that we keep you full with a slice of the week where we provide our favorite advice in short three-minute videos. And also keep an eye out for some special guests throughout our episodes, aka our friends, as we invite them to have these conversations with us. So now that we kind of told you a little bit about like what this podcast is, we really want to use this first episode for you, the listener, to really know who we are. So my name is Emily. I'm originally from Georgia. I, my whole resume is I got my master's in public health because I knew that I wanted to do a career that I think would help people. That's what I tell folks. Actually, the reason why I got my, or reason I got into public health to begin with is when I went to college, I was like, I'm going to be a physical therapist. This is what I want to do with my life. I took an assessment in high school and that's what they said I was going to be good at. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I took anatomy, failed it twice, went to my guidance counselor crying. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I just need, I think I want to help people. I think I want to be like in the medical field, but obviously science is not my forte. And so that's when I found public health. And the whole essence of public health is that you're really trying to look at the person as a whole, being able to see like, what are these other factors that make, are affecting people that they're not able to live their healthiest life. I fell in love with it. And then I ended up moving out to uh, Tucson in March of 2020, the week before the pandemic shut down the whole world. It was a mess, um, but it ended up being a really interesting experience and ended up being able to lead me to a career and to a job where I was able to meet Amanda and kind of go with where our story uh, really starts at. And yeah, so as you all probably can put together, we're friends um, and we have worked to thank for that actually. Um, That's kind of how we met each other and kind of found that we had similar interests and all this great stuff. And really, I guess we could say is we laugh a lot together, um, but we also supported each other and kind of no more pie was something Em used to tell me all the time when I was just feeling overworked and just taking on more work than I had capacity to because I felt like I needed to to like win this quote-unquote competition but kind of knowing that like I could say no more pie because the reward was always just going to be more pie 
So we really wanted to start to like look at how we can take the lessons we're learning now um, in what feels like a very messy stage of life of your late 20s. For me, um, some more about me, um, from Arizona, um, have been living in the town in which I grew up in um, since after undergrad. So really for like the last, oh God, like eight <laughs> years now. And really through all that, um, being back home kind of went through a lot of changes, um, ended a pretty serious long-term relationship about a year and a half ago. And that really started me and kind of like coalesced when I started meeting Emily and really starting to strengthen my friend groups of like really redefining what I wanted for my career, my life personally, and like actually for the first time, not defining myself by what I do for work and my career and really learning to find joy in the things I like to do and what it means to be Amanda, which, um, is honestly a lot of hiking, yoga, <laughs> beer, and really just like a lot of friend times. Really like, you know, we wanted to make sure this podcast covered what we were going through in our lives right now. So, you know, for us, our friendship is major because Emily no longer is with me at work. Um, <laughs> we're no longer co-workers, but that's something I think that's important for our journey to share with folks is that we both have been advancing kind of rapidly yeah very quickly um in our career so kind of been growing like throwing some lessons at us kind of feels like slaps in the faces at times it's we're all about baptism by fire especially (laughs) if you're a first-time manager and you're never managed anyone in your life and now you're managing people that their children are the same age of you as you and they make sure to reference that more than once so um, as you can tell, we have stories, which I think as the episodes go on, um, we'll keep sharing. Um, I think for me, a lot of it is, you know, now being single for the first time in five years is a huge part of now knowing what the dating world is like. And you're not only in your late 20s, but now with apps and what that looks like and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I think with that, like, I kind of want to get us into our hottie hot take because I think that'll kind of keep the conversation going and I think the audience will learn more about us as we go on but just know we're a bundle of laughs all the time time. and I think the cackle will probably come out more than once. Um, Always it always does. We've (laughs) we've definitely been compared to a flock of chickens but that's okay (laughs) because we want to make sure that you're able to laugh along with us. So we hope that we kind of just all learn to laugh together and I think you all know when we all both get triggered and we will start laughing. Um, so I guess for me, um, oh, what? Um, I think you're starting off with hotty hot takes actually, or am I? We can go with, so little backstory. Yeah. Um, Amanda came over yesterday and was showing me all of her best outfits in 2010. They were really great. And how she still holds on to them for the idea that she will once again wear her junior prom dress. It was from Express. I just need to, all of our late 20 folks on this who are listening to this right now know how critical it was having an Express dress in 2011 yeah see great time great stamp (laughs) she has pictures of it (laughs) my whole thing is that i'm very much marie kondo it's brought me joy i thanked it 
it's time to let it go. Now it's just taking up closet in my, or space in my closet. And so I was trying to talk to Amanda about that, but she had other ideas of why she still needs to keep her 2011 dresses. Um, and mostly is because they're great. <laughs> they are in my thing, I think, beautiful pieces of art, but I've been getting better. But I knew the second I started talking about the dresses, I had to pull up my Facebook because that is now where photos live. They will always live. They always live. I don't know how to get them off, but <laughs> we'll figure that out. But I was really more holding on to like the memory of that dress that was really living in the photo and the dress was really living in my closet. Um, and after some Sage Emily advice, <laughs> they are now on their way to being um, donated, resold, Girl got me somebody sometimes and kind of looking at that. Why do you think it was so, so I know like I had talked to you where I'm like, again, very much it served its purpose. It's time to let it go. Cause I want to buy new stuff. But why do you think it was so hard for you to, like you've, you've held on to these outfits for over 10 years. Yeah. You know, they, why, why do you think you, it just took you so long to let it, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful. We're going to get sued for copyright infringement. Um, we're fine. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> um, I think for me, it really comes down to, I love my clothes. And I think it really came from like, almost like a scarcity mindset. I'd be like, oh, like I won't have this dress again. Or, you know, you never know if that event's going to like come up, you're going to need a dress. And in the last 10 years, like these dresses went to undergrad, grad school, like four apartment changes, like it, mm-hmm. they, they traveled and I realized like kind of there's been so many special events that I've gone to that I was like oh I'm gonna wear these again I'm gonna buy this dress it's gonna be worth it I think you used that excuse with your parents too when they I think at least I know I did when they first bought it for me 10 years ago I was like I'm gonna wear it so many times it's worth the money don't worry mm-hmm. and I was looking at my closet and I saw 12 other dresses that had that same exact tagline of don't worry it's fine I'll wear it again and I think it came up to me, I was like, because I had my birthday party last week and I had this banging green dress and I was like, oh, this is the best dress ever. I'm going to wear it so much. And I was like, oh no, it's falling into the trap because I could have worn probably the 10 other dresses I had, but I was like, no, I want a new dress. This is who I am now. And I think part of it too is like, this is going to get really therapy, but it's like learning to let go of like that part of me was like a little hard because those dresses were like high school Amanda like ooh great pretty like this is awesome and then it's like really like what does like adult Amanda want to wear what do like I have my money now I have my credit card that bitch gets used too much sometimes (laughs) but um I think it really was it was just like having this like conversation with myself thanks to you and I really do appreciate because like sometimes you need that friend Mm -hmm. to give you that advice like Girl, that sucker is from 2011. Yes. Like, and I just want to do a side note. Amanda was like, well, the 2000s are coming back. And I'm like, girl, like early 2000s. We haven't made it to the 2010s yet. Let's hope they don't come back. I'm tired of, <laughs> I wore out those American Eagle graphic tees. I don't want to see those ever again. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you sometimes just like need to just do it. And it felt like actually really good to get rid of these like items of clothing um but then also made me realize now i need to figure out how to like get all my photos off of facebook because i'm holding (laughs) on to facebook yeah for them at this point um so yeah i yeah i mean 
I love clothes. I... And like I know so good. I, I was talking a lot like I was I was like Amanda you're not gonna wear this let it go um but I also reflecting inwards like I do the same thing too like I have outfits that aren't as old um <laughs> but I've definitely fluctuated within my weight these past few years and so I am still holding on to clothes like oh I need to keep these because I know I'm gonna get back down to my size and I'll be able to wear them again and it'll look great and it's been like four years. And there comes a point in time where like, yes, I will, like I'm on the journey right now, like I will lose this weight. I don't want to wear those same clothes. Like they look good in the moment and like at that point of time in my life. But that was Emily four or five years ago. Emily today, fashion style is completely different. And so it's okay to be like, again, Thank the clothes. They serve their purpose. Now it's time for you to either re-gift them, donate them, try to sell them so that they can help someone else. But they're no longer serving you anymore. And I think that's like a really good point. And I think for me, like I'm on this journey of like, I know I'm moving in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, Like planning to reapply to go back to school and really wanting to get out of my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> it almost it feels like for the first time because I've only left for I think a three year stint to go um to undergrad and I'm like, oh man, like I might have to move this entire apartment to like the East Coast. Yeah. And it's like do the things that are in my apartment like give me joy and like is the person and the life I'm building like are those items that need to like mm-hmm. carry over to it? Or is these things that I'm just like I may need this at one point and sometime and millennia in the future. Who knows? Like, you know, an alien may come down needing this one pot and I (laughs) will have that one pot for them. Um, So, like, I get that. And, like, I think, too, I think I agree. Like, I hang on to, like, clothes, too, from, like, high school. I'm like, I mm -mm, there is no way that is fitting ever again. And there's, like, but that is. There's just, like, you hold on to that. And, you know, even if, like, you know, you do drop back down to you know, where you want to be and, like, and, like, healthy in your body, you don't always want to carry this stuff mm-hmm. from 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Unless it's, like, a Gucci purse or something like that, like... Yeah. But we ain't got that type no. of money yet. We have Forever 21 clothes that yeah. are... We're very surprised they haven't disintegrated yet. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like... Yeah, so I think that's one thing. And then I think, for me, I think one thing I've been kind of, like, getting a hot take on is, like learning to just chill yeah I understand I what free time doesn't exist (laughs) and it's just like I feel like if I'm not being productive Mm -hmm. all the time what am I doing and I think that kind of goes back to those behaviors of like unlearning like why why do I like all these things and I think therapy is great love my therapist but I think those are like kind of the things I've been working through this last year and like I think Mm -hmm. why I poured so much of myself into my like job was because I was like I need to be busy yep and I was like you know what's more fun than being at work being at happy hour with your friends so much better so much better or you know going to like that like one like kickbox class or you know watching tv if it's like not in a vegetative state like Mm -hmm. if you're actually like enjoying what you're doing or reading again like yeah. there's so much you can be doing that's like productive but like you're enjoying it and it's not like productive for like i need to be able to sell this i need to be able to yeah um definitely the hustle culture is 
hopefully dwindling down because it does you don't need to use every waking moment of your life to like oh how can I grind and go to the next like we there's a space and time for that there's also needs to be more time and more space for you to be able to enjoy your life and if all you're caring about and all you're focusing on like what is the next thing you're gonna miss like what you currently have in front of you right and I think for me too it's been really interesting um like having been in a partnership for so long it's like all of a sudden you have all this time more time almost it feels like just to be with yourself and like for yourself and sometimes you're like oh like yeah. when I know this and I think too is like not trying to find productivity in those times like either right like mm-hmm. so I think that's one thing is just like learning just to like be and do things for like enjoyment and relax and yeah, just also figure out, like, it's going to sound really, like, sagey, but or what, like, woo-woo, but it's like, who am I? Like, yeah. what am I doing here? Like, because I feel like when you're hustling so fast, yep. you're not pausing, you're not doing that, like, discovery of, like, wait, do I actually enjoy doing this, or am I doing this because I... Because you have to. Yeah. Or I need it to survive. Right. Or even when you don't, you're like, you know, we both have jobs, we both mm-hmm. have, like, paychecks, but, like, I feel like sometimes that hustle carries over yeah. outside of the activities needed to mm-hmm. provide for yourself, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, my hot take is just, like, you know, how to just, like, not do the grind culture and, like, the hustle culture and, like, grind and hustle and do what you want to do, like, in moderation and yeah. in what makes you happy, right? Like, because I think at the end of the day, um, life is so much more than work. You want to make sure you can look back and be like, oh, I remember when I did this with my friends. Not like, oh, I remember when I turned in that budget. Yeah, exactly. Or like, oh, I missed out on doing this experience because I need to make sure that I'm prepping for a meeting that's going to happen. And I always like the phrase, you work to live, not live to work. Because it really does show. Like, I am okay. Like, my job's fine. It pays me enough. I go in. I do my 40 hours. I leave. Which is all a job is required to do. That's all the work that you are required to put in. And I want to make sure that outside of that 40 hours of work, that I'm actually doing stuff that brings me joy. That I am, like, I like going to new places with my wife. That I like traveling to other areas or, like, finding a freaking bounce house that me and Amanda and some of our friends can go jump on for an hour and a half because you want to experience that like that's okay it doesn't matter that it's like oh well that's what kids do because when I was younger we always had bounce houses at my birthday parties bounce houses are fun they're also very hard so this is a good exercise and you're gonna look like a hot mess while you're doing it and I think like two things you brought up like kind of go into like not taking life too seriously which I think when we're together we definitely don't because I think it was hilarious because like I was I went out with um one of my friends who's visiting last night and I was like they're like oh what are you doing no this was before it got canceled but he was like oh what are you doing tomorrow I was like oh like I'm going to a bounce house he's like what and I was like no like there's these adult bounce houses it's really cool like you can actually just like go and just play and just yeah enjoy and it's made for like adults right mm-hmm. like we're not gonna like pop those suckers but just like yeah. them. and that was like really cool and I think the other thing too um about it is just like enjoying the moment mm-hmm. with your friends too like you know having those new experiences that might be like uh, I don't know but like just doing it and just seeing if you would enjoy it yeah 
So. And if you don't enjoy it, that's okay. I So a funny story about Amanda and I. Um, I'm very good at planning stuff and not reading all the way. So I last year, I saw that they had it labeled as the Cirque du Soleil is like coming to Tucson. And I was like, wow, like this would be really cool. And like the tickets were like 15 bucks. And I was like, oh, this would be a great birthday. Or that was Christmas. This would be a good Christmas present. Well, I didn't read the whole thing. And it was like a Cirque du Soleil type of show. Uh, but it's called the Bubble Show. I should have known that. It wasn't like real Cirque du Soleil, but I was like, it'll be fine. It'll be great. But it wasn't even like the like, you know, like Barbie with a Y version, right? Yeah. They like, they took some liberties too with referring to it as Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Yeah. It was <laughs> very much like a what you would expect a eight-year-old's like... Again, eight-year-old's birthday party, uh, but with bubbles and, uh, like, magicians. It was so cheesy. So cheesy. But even though it didn't... I didn't read all the way, so I, I didn't set us up for what I was telling them about, like, oh, this is what it will be like. It didn't meet our expectations that way. We still managed to have a good time out of it. We still managed to be like, what did we get ourselves into? And we also... It's one of our fond memories to look back on when especially saying like, hey, like, again, this didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, but we're still able to have a positive experience from it. Yeah. And I think it, it was a bonding experience because I think for us, one thing the two of us have been trying is like, how do we mesh the fan group? It's like blending a family almost, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and I think like two of your friends went with us. Yeah. And I bought a lot of tickets for this <laughs> children's bubble show. <laughs> But it was great because it was a bonding experience for me with those two friends. And mm -hmm. I don't think I would have gotten that otherwise. Yeah. And so I think, again, I think it's weird how you make friends as adults, right? Like, obviously, we made ours through work. Um, but, like, let's like, through a bubble show. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, trying to keep our snide comments to ourselves because it was asking for jokes to be made and jokes and jokes and jokes. And I ugh, was just biting my tongue the whole night um but yeah i think yeah i think for us like stay tuned for like a lot of stories i think mostly what this will be is like i think what we've seen and experienced and hoping that folks can take like little nuggets like out of it and hopefully eventually we can get to a point where we know technology and maybe we can do questions or like topics and all that stuff because sometimes it's nice to have folks talk things out that i think maybe are going through it but mm -hmm. we're not here to influence anyone we're not here to be influence culture i don't even know how to make a tiktok um she doesn't even have tiktok i, don't I know. have to send her tiktok links to videos and then she watches them on instagram reels and sends them back to me oh it's so irritating i'm sorry but go on <laughs> but like we're hoping to give like down like really more down to earth Mm. kind of experiences and advice and really just sharing our experience because again I think the two of us had each other on like the lifeboat and yeah. like like our little like life preservers on and like even though there's some sharks there and some folks with like needles trying to like pop Popping our life up, yep. preserver vest like we had each other so maybe we're hoping our experiences and moving up into like management and you know really just making these like life-changing decisions um 
like what our experiences can help other folks kind of navigate their own. Um, so that's kind of, I think it for our first inaugural episode. I feel like we took the train off the rails a few times. Hey, it's fine. (laughs) That's our friendships. That's the way we talk. And that's why we hope that you're able to enjoy it. So we really want to thank you all for listening to us. Uh, Just a little tidbit. We will be doing our podcast. We'll be releasing those twice a month. This first podcast will be out January 23rd. Um, Yeah. And so as we end the show... Um, Emily, do you want to say whose sage advice? Yes, yes. So, so we want to uh, always end with a positive note and a positive uh, song lyric. So this one comes from the one-hit wonder, James Blunt. You should always know that you're beautiful. It's true. All right, we'll see you all. Bye-bye.